Good morning. Welcome to Clint United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. Thank you for joining us. Uh, whether you're here in person in our sanctuary or if you are outside uh, listening on the radio or hearing this later today on our podcast or our call-in number. Um, today is the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. It is also Communion Sunday, uh, so we will be uh, participating in that uh, later on in the service. Um, and I am going to hand it over to our liturgist who's going to tell you about some fun stuff going on uh, in our church. Before I get started, I, uh, Sheila has some announcements to make. The major announcement is the rummage sale is coming up, which means for the next two weeks we will be working sorting stuff. So if you can help any time between now and the actual sale, we'd appreciate it. We're going to be here Monday through Friday, every day this week. We also are going to be moving tables and stuff after worship today. So if you can hang around and offer a hand, that'd be great. Um, the rummage sale is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the 12th, 13th, and 14th. We will leave the stuff up. Sunday parishioners will be able to shop. And then Monday, I believe it would be the 16th, we will pack up everything. We'll take donations. I don't know where we'll put them, but we'll take them. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. And uh, there will be no vacation Bible school. And don't forget the farmer's market on Tuesday and line dancing. And uh, they're going to have a praise hymn sing-along at the farmer's market this week. And they said, bring a chair to sit in so you can enjoy it. And the car show is August 5th from 5 to 7. And I guess, oh, and the food pantry. Phyllis needs uh, laundry soap, small or medium, bar soap, shampoo, window cleaner, boxed potatoes, baked beans, canned carrots, tuna, ketchup, mustard, jelly, and she'd like to have them to the church by August 9th. But in separate containers, not all together, that, would, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> Just in case, anybody wasn't sure. I have one other quick one I forgot. Um, I went to see um, Wilda and Paul um, on Tuesday, and uh, she's doing pretty good. They've got her walking around a little bit more, even outside a little bit, and it sounds like her family's coming, or part of their family is coming to build uh, a ramp or something to make it even easier for her to get out and about. Um, but I was thinking, um, we're Methodists, which means it's we're good with food. We like to eat, exactly. So um, I wanted to throw out if anybody would want to um, bring like lunch or dinner to them, but then stay and eat with them and have some time with them. I think they'd really appreciate it. Um, just call ahead because um, I don't know if they always know when the ther therapy people are showing up or what time. So um, just call before you just barge through the door. Um, but I think they would really appreciate that extra time getting to you know see some of their church family so if that's something you are interested in doing please just give them a call um, and I'm going to be going I think this Thursday depending on what the construction project is exactly and when it's happening and bring them communion so um, 
If you have any questions, let me know. I'm happy to answer what I can, but um, they, uh, they miss us a lot, and they're very excited that she's getting better and stronger, so hopefully, um, hopefully we'll get to see their faces in person sometime soon. So if you want to help work in the garden Tuesday mornings instead of Wednesday mornings, that way they have stuff to send with to the farmer's market. So if you like to work the earth um, or just looking for some more fun time with people you know, come, come hang out and play in the garden. And there is still a need for someone in the PPRC committee. Um, please let Pastor Michael know if you are interested. And we are having a bake sale for during the rummage sale. So ladies and gentlemen that like to bake, they have to be packaged up. And I guess we have to have the ingredients on them now. So, And Diane Gieske is taking school supplies again. So start checking out the prices. And I guess that's about all. Will you please stand and join me in the call to worship? Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing, says our God. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For I will give drink to my chosen people. The people I formed for myself so they might declare my praise. The first song this morning is Hymn of Promise, and it's found on page 707 of your hymnals. Eternity, 
victory unrevealed until it's season something God alone can see please join me in the opening prayer great, great physician, physician we thank you for the faith of others that enables our own healing. Send us such sisters and brothers when we are in need, and help us to be friends who help others in need. Through Jesus Christ, amen. And our next song is Spirit Song, found on page 347 in your hymnals. join me in our prayer for illumination. 
Holy God, by your Your Spirit, spirit, speak speak to us us your your resounding resounding yes yes, as we listen to your word. Amen. You may be seated. The first scripture lesson today is Romans 1, verses 28 through 31. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind and to things that should not be done. They were filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, craftiness. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, rebellious toward parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, The word of God for the people of God, and you say, That's always a cheerful one. Yeah. (laughs) God gives away in the wilderness and gives rivers in the desert. Let us generously so give that many may find a way to the Lord.
loving God, you say yes to each one of us, affirming your promises to us. And so we say yes to you by dedicating these offerings to the expansion of your commonwealth on earth for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now is the time for our youth moments. So if any of our youth and children want to come hang out up here, I will meet you there. something we said okay how are you guys doing today you guys awake you're not doing good was yesterday a rough day yeah I know you went to a fair oh so somebody at the Stony Creek Church told me that there's a county fair, and I don't remember which one, because the which one? Oh, there's another one that starts with an M. No, there's one going on like right now, maybe. But there's a county fair, and you know what they're going to have there? They're going to have a demolition derby, but not with cars, with combines. I thought that was kind of cool. What? Oh, that's pretty cool. So, ah, okay. So, do you guys know what gossip is? Do you guys know what that word means? Hmm? It is a word. Do you know what it means? Anybody? Have you guys heard any, someone ever say something about gossiping? So what it means is when somebody talks to other people about another person, but what they're saying might not be true, and a lot of times it's really hurtful and mean. Is that something you think God wants us to do? No. No, no. Do you know that people, even in the Bible, would gossip sometimes? Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's sad when somebody gossips because it can really hurt people's feelings. It's kind of like bullying somebody. You guys, you guys have learned about bullying in school, right? Yeah? <clears throat> when I was younger, we used to play a game called telephone. Have you guys ever played telephone? No. You haven't? 
Hmm. Trying to think if we could pull that off or not. So telephone is a game where we'd sit in a circle and one person would start and they'd whisper something in somebody's ear. And then they would whisper it in the next person's ear and it would keep going till it got back to the end. And it wasn't always the same. Do you guys want to try playing it real quick? No. <laughs> well, we're going to try. Everybody come a little bit closer, okay? Let's make a circle. Don't worry, it's going to be great. <clears throat> the bigger the circle, the, the sillier it gets. Wally, Wally, come back. Wally. I don't know if we can do this with four people, Wally. Okay, good. Miss Sheila's going to help us. All right. Okay, so I'm going to whisper something in your ear, and then you're going to whisper it in his ear, and we're going to keep going around, okay? All right. Okay, you got it? Okay, go whisper it in his ear. This is also a really fun game to do with college students after they've had a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> you don't really know that's what they whispered in your ear? Okay, well, what I said was the chocolate bird likes to swim. <laughs> See? When, when you pass a story along, I haven't had any coffee. Um, no, I'm good, thank you. Um, but see what happens when, when people pass a story along, it gets changed and it can be something completely different and then it could maybe hurt somebody's feelings. So, so we gotta be good about not gossiping and spreading rumors, but I'm pretty sure you guys can do that, right? Yeah, yeah you think so? Yeah. What? Yeah, and sometimes people can be mean. It, it's sad. Yeah. Do you guys think that grown-ups ever gossip? I'm losing them. Do you guys think grown-ups ever gossip? Yeah? Have you... Do you know there's a TV show, or at least there used to be, I don't know if it's still around, called Gossip Girl? And the whole show is about gossiping and how, and how rumors and stuff spread and people got hurt. And I don't understand why people watched it. It seemed kind of depressing to me. But um, have you guys ever been in the grocery store with your mom or dad and seen some of the magazines that are in the checkout lane? And, and they got weird stories and stuff in them. And, and it talks about, like, I remember when I was little, there was a story in one about... Um, a baby that was born that was actually an alien. Uh, and there was a, a boy who was uh, half boy, half dog. Um, they had some doozies. Um, there's a lot about celebrities, too, um, saying who's been hanging out with who, and it's just not good. So can we all make a promise to God that, that we're not going to gossip and spread rumors? You think I, can we do that?
Yes, you can. Yes. I bet you can. <coughs> Why? Well, I, I know someone who's going to make sure you don't. <laughs> All right. Um, so, we are not going to do the Lord's Prayer right now because we are going to have communion later, and we'll say it during that time. But we do have suckers. Um, so everybody can have at least one. If it's okay with your parents or guardian, you can have two. Um, but don't blame that on me because Pastor Michael's trying not to get in trouble. So um, I probably will. Thank you. And there's all kinds of new fun and crazy flavors. Okay. Do you want to bring one for your dad? I found the peach mango. I haven't found the dragon fruit, though. That one was really good. Thank you. This morning, um, if you look in your bulletin, you will see our prayer requests. We have Continued prayers uh, for Fred Bauman. Um, his cancer is treatable, so we're praying for successful treatment, um, as well as continued healing for the car accident that he and Shar were in um, a few weeks ago. Shar uh, is okay. It sounds like mostly just some bruises, but Fred has some broken ribs, and so with his cancer and the treatment, it gets uh, a little challenging there. So. I have not heard for sure yet if they are back home. I don't know if anyone else has heard anything. I was going to try and call them this week again. Um, we have continued prayers for Wilden, Paul, that Wilda keeps getting better and uh, strength for Paul. Um, we have prayers for David's mom, Sonia, who was hospitalized after fainting. She is home now. Um, they need to follow up with the neurosurgeon. Is there any other updates on how she's doing? Okay. Um, prayers for Dottie's dad, George, um, who is still in the hospital. Uh, prayers for recovering, that he can go back home soon. Um, continued prayers for Nancy Warren. Um, her daughter has told us that she had fallen and her kidneys are starting to shut down. The hospice has been called in, but uh, when I tried to go visit her, and unfortunately I went at lunchtime, so she was eating. Um, I'm going to go back this week, um, but it sounded like, um, at least from the person I talked to there, that she was, wasn't doing bad. It's, the hospice is mostly there to try and just help her with things during the day, so hopefully, um, hopefully she'll get better. Um, continued prayers for the family of Dee Warner, who's been missing now since the end of April. Um, and then prayers also for David's neighbor. Um, it's a single mom with two children. They had a house fire Wednesday morning. It has been a total uh, loss. Um, David, if there's any way that we can, if people want to give stuff or donate, please let us know. Um, 
or if she, I'm sorry? Okay. Um, so please keep all of those folks in your prayers. And if you would join me in an attitude of prayer. God, in the beginning, you created the heavens and the earth. Preserve and sustain your creation, we pray. We pray for the poor and the outcasts, for you are their God. Deliver them when they are in trouble. Strengthen those who work for the poor and those who care for the sick and infirm. Sustain those who suffer and heal all infirmities. We pray for political and religious leaders when they utter empty words while their hearts gather mischief. Lord, bring them back to integrity and into your presence. We grow weary under the burden of the sins of the world. Lord, have mercy upon us. Now, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom your word is always yes, and under the seal of the Holy Spirit, we praise your name and say amen to the glory of God. Amen. Our God has been so gracious to us. Let us confess to God and each other the ways in which we have failed to behave with the same graciousness. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Holy One, we have not remembered the poor, and so we fear what you will not remember us in our time of need. With the psalmist we pray, O Lord, be gracious to me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, our God has been gracious to us and raised us up. God has upheld us and placed us in God's presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Today is Psalm 41, verses 4 through 10. As for me, I said, O oh Lord, be gracious to me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies wonder in malice when I will die and my name perish. And when they come to see me, they utter empty words while their hearts gather mischief. When they go out, they tell it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me they imagine the worst for me. They think that a deadly thing has fastened on me, that I will not rise again from where I lie. Even my bosom friend in whom I trusted, who ate of my bread, has lifted the heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God.
Our next hymn is A Mighty Fortress is Our God, number 110 in your hymnals. Please rise as you are able.
seated. Our third scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 12. This section is titled, Aaron and Miriam Jealous of Moses. While they were at Hazaroth, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman who he had married, for he had indeed married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more so than anyone else on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. So the three of them came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, hear my words. When there are prophets among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. Not so with my servant Moses. He is entrusted with all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly, not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. When the cloud went away from over the tent, Miriam had become leprous, as white as snow. And Aaron turned towards Miriam and saw that she was leprous. Then Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, do not punish us for a sin that we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like one stillborn whose flesh is half consumed when it comes out of its mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, O God, please help her, heal her. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, would she not bear her shame for seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp for seven days, and after that she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp for seven days, and the people did not set out on the march until Miriam had been brought back in again. After that, the people set out from Hazareth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, if you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Amazing God, we live in the age of information, and we have an expectation that we will be informed on every matter, even if it does not involve us. But gossip and rumors have been around much longer than any of us. We pray that you would help us to share the gospel and good news of your son instead of hearsay and scandalous words. Help us to now hear the words of your scriptures and focus on their deeper meaning. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, this morning we are continuing again in our sermon series, No Perfect People Allowed, um, and it will carry us through this month of August. In this series, we have been looking at many of the imperfect people that God has used to accomplish some amazing things that we read about in Scripture. Today, we have looked at two Old Testament individuals, Jacob and David, 
And two weeks ago, we ventured into the New Testament and learned about Saul, also known as Paul, and how God still used that persecutor of the church to spread the gospel to the Gentiles, how God still used an adulterer named David to still lead the people, how God still used Jacob to bring about the people. Today we are going back into the Old Testament again in the time of Moses, leading the people of Israel, and we will be following a female individual by the name of Miriam. As I mentioned to our, our children this morning, gossip seems to happen everywhere. In fact, as of late, our world seems to thrive on gossip and rumor from TMZ to the National Enquirer and more, gossip and rumor continue to thrive. Even in respected newspapers and news outlets, gossip and rumor seem to take precedence over truth. But is it really that surprising when those kinds of things happen? Every news outlet wants to be the first to break a major story. It leads to more attention, more advertising dollars, more revenue, more accolades, more praise. Breaking a big news story can take an almost unknown reporter to the top of the charts. And besides, if you try to fact check a rumor, usually the people involved in the rumor are not likely to verify much, if anything. What about when gossip and rumor happen in our schools or our workplaces or our churches? In schools, rumors have led to teasing, bullying, and children being outcast and ostracized. How many stories have we heard where those events directed at children in a school setting have led to the death of those children by taking their own lives. In our workplaces, gossiping and rumors can also cause serious damage and unintended consequences. People can lose their jobs. Individuals can be treated the same way as children are in those school scenarios I mentioned. And unfortunately, we can see similar outcomes. Gossiping and rumors about inter-office relationships or one's work ethic can cause serious damage to a person's reputation and even future job opportunities. And then we have the church, God's house, a place that is supposed to be safe and holy and blessed. But again, how often have we heard about or maybe even been witness to or maybe partaken in gossiping and rumors that spread in a congregation. It can lead to similar situations and results as a school or workplace situation, and often even much worse. Families can be destroyed. People's faith can not just be tested, but also destroyed. People may choose to leave not just a specific church or congregation, but their faith entirely, all because someone chose to gossip or spread rumors. 
Now, in our scripture reading for this morning, we heard about Moses and his siblings, Aaron and Miriam. And right in the very first sentence, we are introduced to the problem at hand. Verse 1 says, when they were in Hazareth, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses on account of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. I'll be honest, I'm not sure why that had to be repeated that way, but... Now, the translation we heard uses that term, spoke against, but there are others that translations that say things like criticized or uh, talked against him behind his back, chastised, kind of get the idea. Regardless of what specific term is being used, though, Aaron and Miriam were gossiping about Moses. Now, what's very interesting in our reading for this morning is how quickly God acts in regards to this gossiping happening. Verse 4 says, Immediately, The Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, you three go out to the meeting tent. God doesn't wait for Moses to come and complain about it or for someone else to even mention it. God acts right away. And I find this interesting because this does seem to be how God operates in the Old Testament in many other situations. If we think back to the week we were studying David, It wasn't very long after that he had married Bathsheba after getting her husband killed so he could have her and cover the pregnancy that would have been controversial. God sends the prophet Nathan to confront David. It seems that when someone who is chosen by God is either causing a problem or is being attacked maybe in some way, God reacts rather quickly in a lot of these stories that we find in the Old Testament. But things get to continue on and become even more interesting in our passage for today. God calls Aaron and Miriam out on their gossiping right away. And this wasn't like a, guys, you know, that's, that's really not cool. I need you to stop. Why don't we all sit down, talk this out, and and try to understand why you feel this need to gossip about Moses. That that would be one way that a school or a workplace would handle it and probably would work well. But in this case, God wasn't happy. Um, I would argue that God wasn't totally calm either in this situation. Verse 9 says that the Lord's anger blazed against them. Blazed. I thought that was such an interesting word, and so I dug a little bit deeper because I really wanted to understand just exactly what Aaron and Miriam were seeing and experiencing in this moment. And according to some scholars, it indicates that there was a change in the color of the cloud of God. That's kind of terrifying. But that's not all. It also could have indicated there were flashes of lightning in the cloud. There are other scholars who even say that there could have been a form of fire coming from the cloud and uh, an intense heat resonating from it. I'm kind of thankful I wasn't there for this one. But either way, it's clear that God was displeased and angry enough that he didn't want to hear any of their excuses. God doesn't ask them to explain themselves. God doesn't, you know, say, all right, let's have it. 
God knew their hearts. It's not like God wouldn't have known what was going on. But something else of note here is when it's said that after God calls them out and departs, God left. The removal of God's presence from us is the surest and saddest example of God's displeasure with us. God never wants to be away from us. But through our sins and the way we do things in our lives sometimes, it feels like we're trying to drive God away, to push God away from us. Now it actually gets even more interesting. Because when God leaves, God strikes Miriam with leprosy for what she had done. But not Aaron which is really interesting to me because they were both gossiping about Moses. So why does Aaron get off easy, it seems, while Miriam is hit with one of the worst afflictions of that time that basically labels her as unclean and punished by God? Is this another example of women kind of getting the short end of the stick in Scripture? Well, I really wondered about that, too, so I did more digging, and it seems that there is a strong belief that Miriam was actually the instigator of this whole situation, and that Aaron was just easily swayed. And they claim that because Miriam was the first one in the transgression, so she must have started the gossiping to Aaron, and because of that, she received the severe punishment. God was placing a difference between those who mislead and those who allow themselves to be misled. Now, I'll be honest, that argument sounds kind of weak to me. And so I spent some more time thinking about it. And I do think I can see where it does make some sense. Specifically, the part about Aaron being easily swayed and influenced. Just look at this guy's track record. First, when Moses goes up the mountain to speak with God, and the people get antsy, anxious, whatever you want to call it, they convince him to make an idol, a golden calf, for them to worship. While Moses is getting those ten special instructions on the stone tablets. Then, here he is swayed by his sister Miriam and gets involved with gossiping about his brother Moses and letting his jealousy of Moses' position and power come out. And then when Miriam gets struck with leprosy, he gets swayed again into humble submission to Moses, the man he was just complaining about and gossiping about. Talk about wishy-washy. So we have Miriam with leprosy. We have Aaron all over the place. And then we've got Moses. And I think the actions of Moses in this story not only tell so much about his character, but also his own relationship with God. 
God tells Miriam and Aaron in verse 6, listen to my words. If there is a prophet of the Lord among you, I make myself known to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams, but not with my servant Moses. He has proved to be reliable with all my household. I speak with him face to face, visibly, not in riddles. He sees the Lord's form. Before Moses came along, God's interaction with God's people and God's prophets was pretty much solely through visions and dreams. And on a rare occasion, you might get a messenger, as in an angel, to come and share something. But Moses, Moses was the first one who God revealed himself to visibly and spoke with face to face. Well, maybe face to burning bush or cloud, but you get the idea. Moses was special in God's eyes. But when God punishes Miriam, Moses doesn't respond the way that we might expect someone to maybe respond now against someone who had been gossiping and spreading rumors about them. Moses didn't stand there and like, heck yeah, that'll teach her. Maybe now she won't gossip so much about people and hurt others. No, instead Moses shows mercy and compassion just as God has for humanity. In verse 13, Moses cries out to God to heal Miriam. And I know she was his sister and all, but this is still really impressive to me. Her gossiping could have led to another idol-worshipping situation, or even worse. She could have caused a massive split amongst the people, or even gotten Moses tossed out or killed. And yet Moses, knowing this, still asks for mercy for her and for God to heal her. And in the end, God does. But just like David's story, we see this uh, theme coming up again in how God interacts with humanity. God does heal, and we assume forgive Miriam, but not immediately. Instead, he lets her stay infected for seven days, and then heals her. God holds her accountable for what she has done, but does forgive her and show her mercy. Now, you might be thinking, eh, so what? What's seven days? People go camping for two weeks or even a month every summer for reasons that escape me. But seven days, eh, no big deal. Well, back then it really was. She wasn't just, like, put to the side. She wasn't allowed to be around anyone for seven days. She couldn't interact with anyone for seven days. She couldn't fulfill her role as a leader of the people during that time. In a way, it was kind of like God put Miriam in time out with leprosy. And when I think to the pandemic and, and what we have all experienced during that time in the various stages, think of how some of you felt when you couldn't see other people face to face when we had to really like stay indoors. 
Seven days can be rough. So when we look at the scripture passage in light of our world today, what do we find? What is the, what's the message here that God wants us to take away? And is there more than one message? Well, there are always multiple ways to understand scripture, and sometimes we don't find additional meanings and messages until later on, and not the very first time we might read through or study a specific passage. In this case, though, I think we have several takeaways. We can point to the compassion and mercy of Moses to forgive someone who is gossiping about him as an inspiration for forgiving others who hurt us in our lives. I think we can also point to God's forgiveness with accountability as a way to be in a relationship with those people in our lives. We should absolutely forgive the people who sin against us. But God does not tell us that we should continue to put ourselves in situations where we are harmed over and over again. And I think there is a very strong message in this passage about gossiping and spreading rumors. We know how much damage can be done when people gossip. We have seen lives ruined, families destroyed, and lives lost. In the case of Miriam, she could have thrown a huge wrench into God's plans for the people. <clears throat> Granted, God would have figured a way to do it differently, would have worked through it because God is all-powerful, but it does raise the question of what might the people's history look like. But in the end, this imperfect person was forgiven for her actions while still being held accountable. And she still then went on to continue to be a leader of the people of Israel. Here again, God takes someone who is causing problems, not just for God, but for others, and turns them around. God still found a way to use someone like Miriam who was jealous of her brother Moses. Let's be honest, we've all been like Miriam at some point in our lives because we too are imperfect, we sin, and we're human. But just like God used Miriam for some amazing things, including to help lead God's people, so too can God use each and every one of us. We're not perfect. God doesn't call the perfect. God calls who God is going to call and equips them for that call. We need to listen and trust in God and then answer the call. Amen. If you would please turn to pages 15 and 16 in your hymnals as we prepare to celebrate communion. The Lord be with you. And also with Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. 
You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets, who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. At his ascension, you exalted him to sit and reign with you at your right hand. <coughs> On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion. And what that means is that this table, this holy space, doesn't belong to me, to this church, to our denomination. It belongs to Jesus Christ and he alone. He is welcome to everyone to come and partake. It doesn't matter 
if you're a member of this church, our denomination, if you are a member of any other denomination. It doesn't matter your race, your age, your gender, your mental or physical ability, your financial or social standing, your sexual orientation, all those boxes that we try and cram people into, the way we try to divide ourselves, God doesn't see that. Jesus sees us all as beloved children of God. He has invited everyone to come and partake. All he asks is that you do so with an open heart. This morning, as we prepare to receive our elements, there are are two ways we can do this. You can do intinction, which is a big word that means you take your bread and you dip it in your juice and you receive your elements together. Or you can receive your bread and then drink your juice. Those are both acceptable in the eyes of God. Neither one is better than the other. It is up to you, whatever may be pulling in your heart this morning or what might be easier for you based on your health or physical ability. Brothers and sisters, beloved children of God, the body and blood of Christ given for you and shed for you and all creation. You may now receive your elements. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our closing song this morning, our praise song, is by the David Crowder Band, uh, titled After All Holy. And you are welcome to uh, stand and sing if you want, sit and sing, sit and just look at the words, whatever helps you in this moment.
Beloved children of God, may your lips never share gossip and rumor, but may they always share the gospel and good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May your life be a shining light to those who are in the dark. May you show them grace and mercy. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen. going to start moving rummage sale items shortly so anybody that can help we'd appreciate it <laughs> 